I couldn't help you tie your damn shoes because right. I didn't have mine tied half the time because I was too lazy to bend over and do it. I didn't even have shoelaces. So it's just, it, it's, it's very hard for me because I've had people recently like, what do I do? And it's nothing. Like, there's something, but the reality of it is the less you do, the better. And that's the question that you get asked, right? Constantly. Is what can, what can I, I do or what could I have done? And here's the answer for that. Nothing. Another episode of Talk Hard. My name is Martin Norman, and we're in Bulgaria. Bulgaria? <laughs> so I am Scandinavian, so I'm from Scandinavia. I am a Viking. This is Got true. It. Absolutely, 100%. Guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to Talk Hard Podcast, where we are live right now in Scandinavia. Bulgaria. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show, guys. We got a great show today for you we got the holidays coming up we're going to talk a little bit about the holidays we're going to talk about you know uh, a lot that comes in with being an addict being an addict in recovery or maybe not even in recovery and the holidays coming up it it, it is they do uh, go together now that i think about it you know what i mean we were talking about the two different topics and they do kind of blend because don't they when we're talking about just, mental health and it's well, it's it's the mental health and the whole like what can i do this typically comes up during the holidays when you're struggling with someone in your family Mm-hmm. On the other side, so I'm playing the other side of the addict, so, like the so, non-addict, the normie, as we would call them. So we got we got we got topics of today. We got topics of the fact that you know being an addict or an alcoholic, whether you're in active addiction or mm-hmm. in recovery, the holidays can be a very trying and and quote unquote I'm I'm throwing quotes in the air mm-hmm. here triggering time. Yep. And then you got the uh, the family members, the loved ones who are at home right now, and they have to or or during Thanksgiving or during Christmas yeah. or during one of these holidays yep. and. And you got your uh, son, your uncle, your aunt, or whomever comes over and nods out in the mashed potatoes, you know? Yeah. But then you got <laughs> so the family member that's you know, like, that doesn't want you there. And they're sitting there thinking to themselves, what can I do to help you? Oh, man. All like, right. There's so many angles to this right now. So first and foremost, let's just start with the basis of this. Let's go to Thanksgiving. Right? Well, that's, it's right around the corner. If, if you're watching this, it's tomorrow. <laughs> can, I say that? can i say this later. though like i always like to say guys if you are struggling you or yourself or a loved one are struggling with addiction or alcoholism of any sort you can reach out to us the number is right there chris will put it down there you can reach out to us or you can you can reach out to us on email which is fans at talkhardfans.com anyway so that being made said it easy as uh, we, on purpose <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I, I want to say that because I know, you know, on my aspect of it, I get a lot of calls from family members, members, more so than I do the actual addict or alcoholic, right? I get a lot of calls from family members, uh, and I, I, I'd like to dive into enabling and, and how we can effectively, you know, help an addict versus, you know, because there's a thin line between helping and, and enabling an addict, Hundred percent thin, paper thin line, and a lot of parents and loved ones don't. Un- it's black and white. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> Sorry, it absolutely. I don't is. mean to sound like a jerk, but to me, because we're black on the other white. side, you know, we're on the other side. Yeah, I'm on the side that I get it because I was that I was on that side where I got lots of help. I mean, early in my addiction, when I say early, I mean like the first time somebody actually started to catch on to it. <laughs> He started nodding. Hey, the first I was, time like, he walked up to forty-seven mom. bathroom breaks, and they're like, "That dude's bladder's not that small." First time he he actually was at Thanksgiving, and he actually nodded out in the yeah. mashed potatoes. So mom's I mean, like, "Hey, uh, we may have a problem here." I've had every option from, I'll send you to the best recovery center around, to 
what do I need to do to finally well, nobody doing nothing really? Well, that's the thing, you know. Uh, loved ones, it's very, it's, it's a hook, man. I know it's gut wrenching. It is. I, I deal with moms and wives and husbands and children who are bawling when they talk to me, and they're talking to me about like I don't know what to do. Like I, I, I can't turn him out. I can't. I can't just cut him off. He. What? He, what if he? You know. And this is the number one thing. He's. He, what if he dies? Well, I promise you. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen. And this is not me being harsh. I promise you. You giving him forty dollars has for, a better chance of killing him. I guarantee than the other it. Way around. You giving him forty dollars so that he can go buy a quote unquote cheeseburger because he's hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that he's buying dope. Yep. And he's going to buy dope, and and with. The way things are today, you know, we got a, a lot of people out here claiming to be heroin addicts, and 98% of them aren't even doing heroin. Nope. You know, it's not heroin anymore. There's no, we're not, there's no heroin on the streets anymore. And it's, it's fentanyl, guys. It's fentanyl. And today's, the, the dope game has changed today. It's not like what it was when I was out there. The dope game has changed where every line, bump, pill, smoke whatever however you ingest any of your drugs there's a very good chance 60 percent chance or more i can't remember the statistics 60 percent chance that it has fentanyl in it so let's break that down slowly for those that may not have caught on to what we just said you don't want to cut your son daughter loved one off because you're afraid that if you don't help them with financial purposes they're or gonna, any what, what the yeah. thing is what happens in their mind is they're like i'm giving them this 40 bucks because he needs to go get a hotel room or they're they're they're, they're justifying they're whatever they can in their head to make it sound like they're not helping them get drugs but i'm going to tell you as a person that spent a lot of time on drugs i would rather sleep on a curb high than in a comfortable bed and one thousand percent everything so that- you have a better chance of killing them by helping them then the other way around where you just finally say, like my mom said to me, if you want to go kill yourself, I don't want to watch anymore. I'm done watching. I'm done. I'm done Good helping luck. you do it. And, that, and that's the conversation that I have with loved ones of addicts and alcoholics is, okay, I, so I, I ask a few questions. I'm like, where? Okay, say scenario is I'm talking about my, uh, I'm talking about the lady's talking about her daughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So how old is your daughter? Well, she's 25. Okay. Well, where does she live? Well, she lives with me. Okay, does she have a job? No. Does she have a car? Yeah, she has a car. Okay, did you buy the car? Yes. Okay, is it in your name? She doesn't yes. have a car anymore. <laughs> Do you, okay, so how does she get gas money? Well, I give her I give her gas money. I make sure it's for gas money. Okay, all right. Well, how do you do that? Well, I, you know, this, this, and this. All right, all right. So is there food in the fridge at your house? Yes. Does she get to eat that? Yes. Okay, all right. So you, she, you, we bought her a car. You give her gas money. She got food in the fridge. Does she take a shower at your house? Yes. Does she, does she have a place, does she have a bed, bed in her bedroom? Yes, she does. So she's got all of this going on. She has everything handed to her. I'm asking her, so do you do you give her money once in a while too? Yeah, yeah, I give her money when she needs uh, gas or when she needs cigarettes or, you know, I don't give her drug money. I just give her, you know, every once in a while, I give her $25, $30, you know, and, you know. Like every other hour. Right. <laughs> you know, driving a lot. So I, so I paint this picture. I said, you got a 25-year-old daughter who you say is out here doing drugs, heroin, and overdosing. She's been to the hospital several times, all these things. Doesn't have a job, doesn't have anything going for her. What she does have is a warm bed to sleep in every night. 
when she does come home. She has a car that you pay for. That she can sleep in pretty comfortably. She can sleep there, too. She has a food in her, your fridge, mm-hmm. and she has a bed in your house that she can come and go as she please. I said, what in God's green earth? Why would she want to change? She's living the life that she thinks she's sitting back every evening going, man, this is the, this is the life. You know, every, you know, my mom bought my dope. I got yep. a place to sleep. I got yep. food in the fridge. I could take a shower. I could come and go. Why would she want to change? And, and that's what I got to get the paint the picture of is this is what you got to look at is like you are helping this, her, your, your daughter kill herself. You know, and that comes as a punch in the gut for it. And I get it, man. It's tough when you, you don't know how you've gotten to that point. But somewhere along the lines, that's where it's at. You know, and then I, I start laying things out like this is what we have to do. Well, you have way- to be willing to take all of that away from them. You have to be willing to take all of that away from them and give them an ultimatum. One, you have a conversation with an interventionist, myself, I'm an interventionist, or you can do it yourself, or I can get on the phone, doesn't matter. You have a conversation and basically break it all down, boil it all down. The conversation is I, when the, your daughter walks in the house, I have a suitcase and a trash bag over there full of your clothes. You have two choices. You're going to treatment right now and I'll take you or you grab that trash bag and you're on your own and I'm taking the cars. I'm shutting off the phone. You're not coming here for a shower. You're not coming here to sleep. I'm not giving you $20 for a pizza. You are done. That's the hard part. That's the hard reality. And then I get the, 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 the fallback. Well, I can't do that. Well, okay. All right. Well, no, then, you don't want to do that. I know. I There's can't, I can't do that to my you. daughter. I cannot. She will be cold outside and she will, she'll probably die out there. Okay. I get it. It's tough, but you really you got to step out of that situation. Am I just and look messed up in the head anymore? Because I don't get it. <laughs> I'm trying to be. <laughs> I'm trying to be uh, understanding here. Well, so I really, a lot it. of times and I, I want to. I, I think the, the mom's sicker. I always play the other side. I'm like, so this is your car, your cell phone. She's on your insurance. So when she ODs in her car and smashes into a couple walking down the street with their baby and murders the mother and the daughter, guess who's going to be in trouble? You guys. Not only that. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose everything because you were trying to protect her. She's still going to prison after that. She's going to end up getting sober that way. Yeah. Not only that, you've now lost everything you own. Yeah. Because you were trying to help. And it's When does the help go both ways? Because when I was raised, it was like, and right now, like I'm helping my parents tremendously because it's their time. They're older. They're retired. If you need anything, mom, dad, call me. Right. You took care of me my whole life. I couldn't do that when I was in addiction. No. I couldn't help you tie your damn shoes because right. I didn't have mine tied half the time because I was too lazy to bend over and do it. I didn't even have shoelaces. So it's just, it, it's, it's very hard for me because I've had people recently like, what do I do? And it's nothing. Like, there's something, but the reality of it is the less you do, the better. And that's the question that you get asked, right? Constantly. Is what can, what I, can I do or what could I have done? And here's the answer for that. Nothing. That's it. Or better yet, I'd like to say this. You know, it's out of context. I need some, I got to get some questions answered. But you just said it. Whatever you are doing for said person, stop. Everything. Stop. I don't care. Stop. Because I tell you what. If everything is cushy and I'm comfortable and I'm getting high and I'm overdosing and I'm causing all this behavior problems and all this 
wreckage in my in my mm-hmm. in my rear view and no one is stopping me and everybody's helping me do this then i will do this and forever until i die it was so funny because i had somebody recently i will never ask for help and i will never want help and i will never go get help unless i hit a rock bottom and everybody wants to talk about well you don't have to hit a rock bottom you don't you don't have to hit a rock bottom but 90 percent of us do we have to hit a spot and a rock bottom could be like oh i slept outside last night because my mom wouldn't let me in the house that could be a rock bottom and that's great some of us, it's, some of us had a very hard pain threshold, you know? Some of us do, myself. My rock bottom wasn't, like, the, the crazy thing is, is like, OD in my room was not a rock bottom. No, not for me either. But Damn near people. dying wasn't a rock bottom. But as soon as my dad fired me, I was like, what happened? <laughs> something did, something went crazy wrong. Like, I built a business, and then I got fired. I was like, what happened? Or I didn't build it, but I helped build it. Sure. At some point in time, I was a very important piece of that puzzle that went from, like, lower income to tremendous amounts of money because of my work and then that same place i was getting let go of because i was an embarrassment because you but he was done the thing is is this is what happens and i want to break this down a little bit and i'm the guy that gets all into the psychological analysis of everything because that's Here how we I'm go. wired the loudest person in the room always gets what they want because people want them to shut up i had somebody recently interact with somebody and i was kind of watching from the side and the child kept getting louder and louder and louder until finally the the parents subsided and i said did your kid cry a lot when it was baby yeah and i'm using the word it because i don't want these people to figure out what i'm talking about um <laughs> did your did your child cry a lot when it's it was also younger? a good way to be gender, gender yeah, ne- yeah, gender being, yeah there you go i'm yeah. being gender neutral <laughs> and she's like yeah and i was like okay did you go coddle every time to get it to shut up <laughs> i sound like more of a jerk than ever but yeah you do i love um, it though so yeah <laughs> that's why yeah. i can tell you how your child was as a baby because it's carrying the same characteristics all the way into adulthood and it knows if i yell loud enough you will do what i need you to do to shut me up so yeah. i'm not gonna stop how often do you see that in the store too many times a kid throwing a temper tantrum too many times Temper tantrum, man. Now, and when a mom was growing up, up, my dad would the, say, shut your mouth or I'm going to give you a reason. Poppy, to, yeah. Poppy, yeah. I would have a busted lip if I tried yeah. that. And that's good. But, that's, but, but, and but then that's you watch, the thing. Like, you I'm watch the mom. you right now, the kid is, will be, your child will be fine. They're going to scream. They're going to yell, F you. You're ruining my life. That's the hard part for a parent when you're cutting somebody off. Yeah. That's what's gut-wrenching is you, you get this. How could you, mom? You get this loaded answer that is like, I'm going to die. How could you do this to me? You don't love me. All of the things that you don't want to hear as a parent, your addict child has been scripting for a very long time because they know it's coming. They know it's coming. Absolutely. So I'm just telling you in one ear, out the other. They don't mean it. And if you do that, like my, I mean, my mom was there for me my whole entire life, which it gets me choked up still today. When she cut me off, I realized I'd messed up and we were closer today than ever before because of that. That was the greatest thing she ever did to me. She was there my whole life. The minute she was like, I'm not watching this anymore. I'm done. I was like, whoa. And and she meant it. And she damn sure meant it. She did not want to watch me die. And that's the thing, too. I talk to a lot of people. You know, I'm like, you know, you're going to say these words to your to your loved one. Yep. You damn sure better make sure that they know that that you're going to that you're going to hold that line. You know, because if they can see one inch of of movement, like they're gonna attack that inch. Oh, and as an addict, my reaction was 
F you, mom. F you. I'm Immediately. Co- screw you. I you. went all up and I down. I don't need the, you. You're, you. I'm ignoring you now, too. Guess what? I mean, this went on for weeks. Yeah. If not, probably a couple months before I left and was getting sober. And then all of a sudden it hit me. And I had that conversation with her. And she was like, it, it just was, I just couldn't. Hardest I didn't thing. even realize Guarantee what I was doing. Hardest. I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, Guarantee had, the hardest thing she ever did. I wrecked a van up in Northern California and the phone call came in. And what went through her mind was, I know it wasn't an accident. Yeah. I know it was because you were high and you could have destroyed our whole entire family because I was in a company vehicle. Not to mention. And I almost killed people. Yeah. I would have destroyed everything that I helped build, that they built, that we lived on my whole entire life to get high. Where does the line, where, where's the line in the sand? Like, how much do they have to destroy as your kids? Don't tell me this unconditional love crap. <sighs> if you unconditionally love them, then unconditionally cut them off. That's it. Doesn't mean you don't love them. My mom still loved me, period. Have, she didn't want to watch what was going on. I have said that to many people as well. It's like, oh, like I can't. I love her so much. And she's going, okay, if you love her, mm-hmm. you're going to do what's best for her. Yep. Not what she wants. You know, love doesn't mean I'm going to give you what you want. Love right. means I'm going to do what I need to do in order to get you where you need to go. And it's hard. It is. I know it's hard because I talk to so many people, so many moms, so many wives, so many husbands. And I know that it's hard. But at the end of the day... You have to look at yourself and say, I am helping Susie die. I'm not, I'm not stopping it. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be. I'm not, I am helping it. Yeah. And that goes back. And so what I, you know, the other side of things is, is the Thanksgiving's coming up, right? And, yep. and these holidays are coming up and you're going, you, you mothers, you loved ones are going to encounter that one person in the family, that cousin, that, that niece, that, that son or daughter. And, uh, first and foremost, during the holidays, don't get your kids if they're in active addiction, don't get them gift cards, please. I can get 50 cents on the dollar from a dope man all day. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. Who the Whatever. hell gets a gift card just, on Thanksgiving? Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Xmas, oh, okay, too. Okay. You know what I mean? Coming up. But, I was like, uh, Jesus, I went to the wrong Thanksgiving parties. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just putting all the holidays but no, here, here's Here's real talk. If your loved one shows up at the house messed up, call an Uber immediately. Or call me. I'll get them into treatment. You know, it's that it's that simple. Well, that's the fun part about the Ubers. I get to tell where to go. <laughs> call an Uber. It's tell them to app. come to me. <laughs> it's on my phone. Right, right. I'm going to tell you you're going home, and you're going to realize you're 30 miles north in the wrong direction because you've now arrived where you need to be. And if you want to be anywhere else, get yourself there. You know, there's, there's, there's times and places, you know, if if you haven't cut your addicted loved one off, by by thanksgiving like i don't know if that's the day to do it like they're probably still in your life every day regardless because mm-hmm. they need to get money off of you in a shower and, a, and gas for their car but i think it's time for you to start thinking like okay i am not helping i'm hindering i am hurting i'm causing i'm helping my son or daughter die you know as simple as that being on the other side being on recovery side of and and having to deal with <clears throat> You know, this is a triggering moment for a lot of people is some of them like might be their first Thanksgiving back home where, you know, they have to deal with their maybe the parents and their, you know, we all got that drunk uncle, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
have that drunk uncle over there, you know, and you've been sober for X amount of months and, and you got to go home for Thanksgiving for the don't first go. time, you know, and I, I say that a lot, like, man, you, you don't have to. And, it, you know, and if you feel like you do, because most people feel like they do, like, I, you know, I want to go home. And, you know, you haven't been to Thanksgiving sober in 10 years, you know what I mean? I want to do a lot of things, too, but what I need to do right now is a totally different story. And if you feel, if you feel like, you know, you got to go and you feel uncomfortable and you feel like, you know, something, you know, you might be triggered or, or you know, Maybe feel like you want to drink around Uncle Harry, who's who's going to be passed out, you know, by the end of the the meal. Anyway, uh, take somebody with you. Take a sober person with you. you Check know? your intentions at the door first. If you're worried about it, don't go. Yeah, that's true. That's just the bottom line. Check I mean, your you intentions. Get, you got, if you're really thinking of an excuse that's a possibility before you even get there, that's a bad idea. Well, I I I like to play out all scenarios. I do too. You know what I mean? But I'm just being honest with these people. Like, if you actually have to play out in your head. Well, you know, if Uncle Harry's there and he's going to get drunk, then I might because, boom, that's where you stop what you're doing and make new plans because you're already in that addict mentality where I'm going to justify my failure. Because Harry was Before drunk. it is ever, you don't even know if Harry's going to be there. He might die on the way or he may not even show up. <laughs> Ouch. But Maybe you're literally out. playing that out in your head as an option before you even go. That's where your problem starts. We got to stop analyzing and predicting and, and doing all these things that are just negative and it's, it's getting old and we can dive into that in a whole nother episode. But this, everybody keeps coming around me like the holidays are so stressful and I'm like, for you, they are. That's, that's it's a society. cakewalk for me. That's society right now. Jesus, man. It's so keeping up with the, the Joneses and doing this and doing that. Like, man, we have lost what the holidays are really about. I have had the most magical couple of holidays last year that we're repeating this year because it wasn't about the turkey being perfect and all this crap like wasn't about any of that because the honey baked store wasn't open you couldn't get these crazy hams and turkeys i was like i, I don't really care like if you it. make me a bologna sandwich i'm coming over to hang out yeah period bologna sandwich means Wait, paper didn't plates. what's his name say you couldn't hang out with your family last thanksgiving who the man in charge didn't he say you couldn't hang out with your family no one hang out with their family unless you get the unless you get the I don't care what anybody said. <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do because I still live in my own world. I don't All even right, care I'm if it's American. Playing. But just yeah, I get what he's saying. I was like, I was lost because I'm like, no one tells me No one me tells what me, to me do. nothing. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. If you, things suck because you, you anticipate them to suck. Our last Thanksgiving and Christmas was, uh, there was no stress. There was no nothing. We made gifts. We, there was no pressure there was no money to raise. There was nothing. Like, it was just like, I, my greatest gift is me. And you can call me arrogant. You can call me a jerk for that. I don't care. Your greatest gift is you bringing the best version of yourself to the front door of my house or vice versa. Yeah, I like that. That is like a that. gift. I like that a lot. Because I'll tell you right now, if I'm all excited about this thing that you, that I bought you, you're going to open it and about 45 seconds later, that's all over. It's hype. That feeling is gone. It is not happening like that. You love the idea of something more than the actual thing. I guarantee it. It's how we're wired as humans. We can definitely dig into that one later because I can tell people how they can save money by stop being stupid and ordering stuff just for fun. I've got a couple of thousand extra dollars in my bank account because of this year. Me going, okay, I want to buy this. And then I say, do I need it or do I want it? 
If I need it, can I borrow it or can I build it? <laughs> I started breaking this down. And then when I get to the bottom, I'm like, ah, not that big of a deal. I throw it in another bank account. Well, what a great year. What a great year to be saving money with the in- inflation. We have, if you haven't listened to that one, go back into, yeah. gosh, Chris, put it in the, the yeah. title what somewhere. What a year not the title, to, have, to have liquidations to when everything collapses to, to purchase. But like, only- that's what that, boom, right there. I'm going to tell you right now, if the economy does what everybody's trying to anticipate, the last thing you're going to give a flying rat about is a new pair of shoes and a turkey. <laughs> so why don't you get used to just loving your family? That's it right but there. But before the all of that, love yourself. <clears throat> that's the biggest problem that addicts have. And that's when I've had difficult conversations that consisted of, you think that I don't love you, but you don't love yourself. Right. So I don't have anybody to love. Yeah. I'm going to tell you I love you, but it doesn't matter because you're not there and you don't love yourself. So none of this matters. So many conversations. We have a lot of conversations about that because a lot of people like to get into recovery and say the first 30 days in in recovery. And then, you know, all of a sudden they get get sober all of a sudden and they want to start thinking about their children, you know, and, and, you know, that's the first thing. I got to get my kids back. I got to get this. I got to get that. Like, no, no, you don't. Your kids don't want you back. Even, right if, now. even if they do, they don't need you. And I don't right mean now. that in a bad way. I just mean like right now. Your no, kids I'm want th- the best version and 30 days into anything is not the best of anything. I don't care who you are. And you just said it a minute ago. You, and I'll say this boldly, you can never love anyone else, including your children, until you learn to love yourself, period. And you're not loving yourself in the first 30, 60, 90, 120. 20 whatever days in recovery. It takes some time. It takes some work. It takes a lot of accountability and it takes a lot of work on your, on yourself to, to, to truly get through all the past traumas and all the horrible things that you've done and spend done to you. You got to get through that stuff with professionals and other people and, and, and programs, meditation, a a million different (laughs) routes, right? I'm I'm just serious. Like it takes a lot of work and until you get to a point, a lot of effort, it does. I mean, it, it, there is, you know, you will never, you never stay sober by just abstaining. It takes work. It takes, you know, and, and reason you'll, you're going to relapse again or you're, you're going to use or drink again is because you haven't learned to love yourself. Well, if you loved yourself deeply, right if you loved yourself deeply, you would not do all these things to yourself and to the people that you quote unquote love. You wouldn't. We, and go back to the, I think it was, it's the episode that's before this one. Where we talk about we are, have found the secret to the cure to addiction. Yeah. And again, I just touching base on it just on one thing for them to trigger them to go back and listen to this. You said it best right there. We're looking for. Yeah. And abstaining does nothing, right? Because if you're like, well, I'm going to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's just out of my life, then I'll be fine. Right. That's almost literally impossible. The odds are stacked so heavily against you, it's not even funny. Yet, if you can get yourself to a place in your head where you no longer have a want, none of that matters. You could walk into a liquor store and stand there just trying to get change for a $5 bill, and you wouldn't be shaking and going, holy crap, because you're not thinking about that anymore. What do you consider? You have fulfilled yourself with what you need, and that is yourself. Come be with one with yourself, with your higher power. And for those of you that don't believe in God and other things, that's fine. Whatever. I, I didn't that's, either. That's something you got to deal with later on in life. Personally, I believe in God. Yeah. I believe I'm a vessel for God. I believe that everything I've done in my life has been for God, all the way back to like why I believe I'm still here. Like I wouldn't change any of it. 
mm-hmm. because I'm now a tool to help others because of what I went through. So I wouldn't change it. But I know that if I would have stayed in that, I couldn't help anybody. No. And the greatest gift you can ever give anybody is, is service. If you serve someone, if you want to feel high after being sober, go give a lead. Go to a food bank. Go, to a, go do anything outside of your norm. Go to a hospital and volunteer some time. Just give service to others with go literally your neighbor's yard. nothing in return. I've done things for people that I don't even know if they, if they wanted to thank me. Right. Like I bought food for like six people behind me, like the next six cars that were stuck behind me. Cause I had a big order yeah. and was like, I don't even care if any of these people say thank you. Right. I'm sure there's one that's going to be like, why did that happen? They're going to get curious. And then well, gonna, you never, you know, it's fun. You never want to do something and, and, and expect something out of that's it. Selfish. And, and to expect something out of it is like to, even, even to the minute level, uh, macro level of expecting a thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't, it says, it says in, in, in the book, you know, don't let your right hand know what your left hand does. And what that means is don't expect nothing and don't tell, don't brag about it. Don't tell people about it. Don't, you know what I mean? You do things because that's who you are. Not because that's because you want something and, and, and wanting and expecting a thank you is wanting something. Absolutely. You and know? it's difficult. I understand that. Cause there are times when I'll open the door and someone to walk right through and I'm like, you're welcome. You know what I mean? I guess what I'm <laughs> saying in my too. head. That one gets me too. It Every does. time. Uh, but I try to play the empathetic person of like, I don't know what that person's going through. That no person idea. may have so much stress in their head that they don't even acknowledge that I've opened a door. They didn't even see a door. They're not trying to be rude, but I'm anticipating that's what they're doing, right? I'm right. judging them. I'm acting like I know them when I know nothing about what's really going on. True story. That's the truth. Yeah. But to break this down as we close this out, if you're struggling, reach out. If you know someone's struggling, there's nothing you can do besides nothing. Besides the best thing you can do is nothing, to be honest. Stop doing, yeah. Stop doing what you're doing. As difficult as that may be, it'll be the greatest gift you ever gave that person. Absolutely. We love you guys. Stay. If you if you like this, send this over to a friend. Hit that subscribe button. Let us know how struggling. Reach out. Reach out to Marty if you guys are struggling with other things in life, whether it be relational or other things, I do a lot of coaching for people. You can reach, reach out, out to, to us on, on a lot of different levels. We are here to inspire, to help, to reach out. We are going to change the world. Absolutely. Join our platform. Share with your friends. Become a part of our community. And I don't mean ours like we own it. I mean, we're all in this together. We just yeah. want you to be part of our family. And that's why we do this. We love you guys. Love you. Have a great holiday.